0: Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Hobes and As. What a week it's been. Az, how you going, mate? How, how's things?
1: Sensational, mate. Uh, we've clocked off work and we're just uh, relaxed and ready to talk about uh, last weekend's football.
0: Mate, let's jump into it. I mean, seriously, what a what a week of rugby league we had. Obviously, my mighty Parramatta Reels got knocked out uh, on the weekend. I was um, yeah, very shattered about that, but Hey, that's Rugby League. We move on and we've got some cracking games coming up this week. So, um, mate, why don't we just start by talking about the week that was. So, last weekend, obviously, the Roosters uh, got beat by the Raiders in an absolute blockbuster. Mate, what are your thoughts?
1: Surprise, really, mate. Um, You know, the Roosters were on the back foot from the start, mate, and Tarpane scored a soft try. I mean... I'm not too sure if people notice. Boy Corner seemed to be off his game, mate. Um, just missing a lot of tackles, um, you know, especially for Boy Corner. And, yeah, and once, um, you know, Kiri got uh, whacked in the cheekbone by Big Papali's head, it wasn't looking too good for the Roosters. And then, as you saw, as he, as he got cleared and came back on, mate, he threw that cutout ball and, you know, onto Morris's chest and then, you know, little chip over the top for Teddy to, to go in. You know, like I said, he does so much for that team, Kiri mate. And, yeah, but just... I thought they were just going to go right over the top of them at the end, but yeah, Canberra stood up, so good on them. Mate, I was
0: blown away. As you know, I haven't been on the Roosters lately, and I predicted that the Roosters would beat Canberra. Canberra, for me, just showed that they they wanted it more. They felt like that they wanted the game more. They wanted to be there. They seemed like they were in control the whole game. Jack Whiten, what a player. He just stepped up when he needed to, and Josh Papali just punched through the middle and was damaging. And, yeah, as you said, that Joseph Tarpany try was, you know, right when he shrugged off Keery a couple of times. And Boyd Cordner, he looks busted as. I'm surprised that he has been picked as, you know, the New South Wales Blues captain. I know that he was there last year and, you know, they won their, the series and he looks tired. He looks, you know, too many concussions this year. What are your thoughts?
1: Yeah, I agree, mate. I think, yeah, he's, he's definitely flat and tied. and you never know, mate, um, age might be catching up with him. You know, he, he's done, a, he's played a lot of football and, you know, obviously, like you said, with the head knocks, it, it, it could be affecting him.
0: Mm. Mate, I feel with the Roosters that, you know, because they've been the benchmark of this competition for almost three years, well, you know, they won two, two in a row and this year they were going for the 3 peak. A lot of teams were trying to show how good they are against the Roosters. So nearly every game for them was a, a tough game, you know, because the other teams want to show how good they were and can they compete with the benchmarks and, you know, the roosters there, they just definitely look really tired.
1: That game that the bunnies put 60 on them, mate, they've just—they just, they just haven't recovered from that. My thing is just shocked them that, uh, you know, a team cut up their defense like that. And they just, they just never recovered, mate. They're just not the same. And I don't know where they go from here with Robbo. Um, it is an aging roster. You have got inexperience in the house there with Flanagan. I mean, The guy can kick a goal, but that's about it. Uh, In two weeks, he had two runs uh, for a halfback. That's not good enough, mate. You've got to run the ball from halfback, especially with these tied forwards, uh, how quick the game is. You've got to look for, uh, you know, those gaps and the opportunity to to take the defense on at halfback. And Flanagan hasn't done that for mine, mate. And, um, you know, there's rumors that they are moving on from him. Uh, He has got upside. You know, he's only young, but, I mean... He's got to do a lot more for me if he wants to be a first-grade halfback.
0: Mate, I I really just don't understand this whole thing with Kyle Flanagan. Like, they're comparing him now to Cooper Cronk. Like, the guy's in his first year of NRL, so he played the whole season. And, you know, comparing him to Cooper Cronk is just absolute garbage to me. I mean, it's chalk and cheese. Like, Cooper Cronk, experienced player. There's no way that Cooper Cronk could be doing what Kyle Flanagan's doing right now on his first year. Um, You got to remember, Cooper Cronk actually wasn't a halfback when he started in the NRL. He trained himself into be one of the best halfbacks that you'll ever see. So, for me, I was just dumbfounded how people can compare Cole Flanagan to Cooper Cronk. I think they need to be easy on the kid. I know the Roosters are a winning club; they want to win all the time. Uncle Nick's there, the Godfather. You know, Trent Robinson. There's a lot of talk there, mate. I really felt there was some unease there about Sonny Bill Williams. Surely there was some unease in that camp. I know that we talked about it a little bit last week. Felt like he didn't care. He was getting his, you know, 150 million to play for the Roosters for six games. I just really feel there was unease in that team. For me, Satili Tupanua deserved his spot in the back row. Mitch Orbison could have played a lot more games than 306. Nat Butcher is there as well. Obviously, the Roosters were hit with a lot of injuries, but just too much going on there at the Roosters.
1: Yeah, there's a bit of um, indecisive positioning as well, mate. I don't... They're not fully sold on Flanagan, mate. So, you know, that that's for me. I mean, as you saw, he was dropped during the year. Yeah, and I just don't know if, you know, fully invested in him, mate. Uh, so, I, I actually think they'll move on from him, mate. I, I think Robbo knows they can't win the comp with him at halfback, mate. And and they'll move on from him. But, yeah, who knows where they go from here, mate. I mean, I wouldn't be resigning uh, Sonny Bill Williams. Uh, like I said, he was struggling in Super League before he got here, mate. And then to bring him back at all, you know, the big aura, Sonny Bill's back. Please, what's he going to do, mate? He's an old man now, uh, obviously still well-built and looks after himself, but, mate, not the same as a 22-year-old Sonny Bill.
0: Yeah, I agree. Where do the Roosters go then? Where do they look to? I mean, they talk. there's talks now that Mitchell Pierce is going to come back to the Roosters, and is that the right move? Lose a 22-year-old, at least 10 years left in the NRL. Do they go to Mitchell Pierce as a 31-year-old? Bring him back. What do they do? To be honest
1: with you, mate, even if they've picked up Mitchell Pearce, they can work around him, mate. You know he'll take the line on Mitchell Pearce. He, he knows what he's what he's doing, mate. He's an experienced halfback, um, so you know if, if they can get him, I think they will. And like I said, yeah, if you've got Kiri the best five-eight in the comp, mate. Outside him, and then just up, you, know, you know run off him, mate. And they'll work great guns together. But where do they go, mate? They've got to, they've got to look at that roster and and decide where they want to take it.
0: Yeah, big things there from, from the Roosters. I was actually really impressed with Trent Robinson. I, I listened to his post-game uh, interview. He actually said something that, you know, finishing fourth in the competition, you shouldn't be out second week of the finals. And I actually really agree with that. You know, you, you, you work so hard and it's unacceptable going out second week of the finals. And we all know how hard it is in rugby league to to get to the finals. But As you and I know, and a lot of people know, that once you do make the finals, it's a completely different ball game. We've now got teams one and two with five and six left for the last four fighting for the premiership. So, big call.
1: Yeah, I mean, you're only saying that because Parramatta uh, has done the same thing, straight set, see you later, Parra. They were always just making up the numbers. I've told you whole year, mate. But uh, in saying that, mate, there's big rumours too with Flanagan. Uh, the Bulldogs were looking at Flanagan. I wouldn't be uh, doing that if I was the canterbury bankstown Bulldogs. I mean, you've already got a statue there in Lachlan-Lewis. Uh, Why would you bring another statue in in Flanagan, mate? If they're not going to take the line or run the ball, make breaks, you've got to look at halfbacks that are going to create, mate, and, and put the opposition's defence under attack mate and if they're not going to run the ball at these tied forwards mate I'm sorry that you know the halfbacks gotta do that mate in, the, in today's game.
0: So you don't think that that Cole Flanagan can be taught that can be coached that. I mean yeah. obviously the Bulldogs have now got Trent Barrett gonna coach him next year and Trent Barrett's hunting for him. He wants him. Uh Trent Barrett was a great five eight for me. I, I love Trent Barrett. I really think Trent Barrett can get the best out of Cole Flanagan and I think it'll be a smart move. I think it's a great move. The guy can goal kick. Matt, as he was the second highest point scorer in the NRL behind, you know, Adam Reynolds. For me, I think, it's, he's,
1: a, I think he's a good player. He's 22. Like, like I said, mate, he has got upside. And there's no doubt he can kick a goal. He can kick him from anywhere. Probably the best I've seen this year, I'd say, mate, with Adam Reynolds. But if I was Canterbury, mate, I wouldn't be you know, picking up Canterbury needs results, mate, and they need them now. Cole Flanagan needs a bit of uh, caressing, mate, for mine. He's good experience this year for him. They can't wait Canterbury, mate. They need results. So I wouldn't be, you know, going for him.
0: Wow. Well, let's hand it over to you guys. What do you think about Cole Flanagan? Where do you think he should end up? Uh, for for me, I think Canterbury should do everything they can to get him.
1: Just a quick question to you, Hose. Do you think Trent Barrett uh, will turn that club around?
0: Good question, As. I really think Canterbury need more than Trent Barrett. They're missing so many players. They, they do need a halfback, so maybe chasing Kyle Flanagan might help them in that situation. Whether Kyle Flanagan is a halfback, maybe he's a 5'8". Maybe he's like a Luke Carey that needs to you know get some direction first so he can play off that. He doesn't seem to want to run the ball, so maybe they need a halfback that can run the ball and then he can just feed off the back. Maybe Kyle Flanagan's best position is 5'8". They definitely need fullback. They need some more grunt in the forwards um, I know they bought that English forward, uh, Thompson. I think he's got some grunt there in the forwards. And for me, I, I love Raymond Fatala-Mariner. I really think that he has so much more to give to that Canterbury Bulldogs team. I was surprised that Dean Pay always cu- played him coming off the bench. I believe he should be the second rower, starting second rower, and good ball runner, good edge runner. He runs good holes, good lines. I think a huge season for Raymond next year. Uh, they're missing a couple of centers. They definitely need to shop around. I know they've just bought Jack Hetherington. They just signed him today. Big front rower. I mean, he showed what he has when he was playing for the Warriors on loan. Um, you know, he shaped up to Jared Warrior Hargraves and give him a what for. So I think the Bulldogs, have they need a whole lot more than Trent Barrett, mate.
1: Yeah, I, I totally agree with you. But there's a lot of pressure on him, mate, to uh, turn that club around. Like you said, he can't do it on his own. That roster needs overhaul. They need to spend the cash. They've got the big wall chest. You know, there's there's bundles of cash falling out of that chest and they've got to spend it, mate, and they've got to spend it right. So um, good luck to Trent Barrett because I think you'll need it, mate. I just hope he gets the right players and, you know, steers that club in the in the right direction.
0: Good luck, Trent Barrett. All right, Az, uh, the other game, Parramatta Reels going down to the South Sydney
1: Rabbitohs. What are your thoughts there, mate? Can you smell that smoke? Smell the smoke. Oh, did, did, did I not say they were smokies? They're, oh, they're smoking. Don't worry about that. There's a big red and green fire. It's a blaze, mate, and it's only going to get bigger. They are firing the bunnies, mate. Don't you worry about that. Oh, what can I say, mate? Mitchell Moses, dead set. They, they, you try not to blame players, but on this podcast, mate, we've got to call it as it is. He had a Barry Crocker. It was a shocker. Dead set. fui fui moy moy, Could have put that over. It was in front, mate, bang, straight into the sticks. And what do you know, the Bunnies score a couple of tries after that, mate, and unbelievable, unbelievable scenes there at our Paris Stadium.
0: Mate, I was absolutely heartbroken about that whole game. Obviously, we know that that goal kick obviously changed the whole game. But you can't go back to that kick, right? So he kicked four from the sideline. He nailed them to to keep us in. So if Parry get that penalty right there, do they go for two if we're, if we're behind by four or six? Because if he missed them, then we're behind by a few. So we probably just keep the pressure on. I think that play was very questionable. Damien Cook could have easily gone to the sin bin for 10 minutes. Junior Paulo was already getting up to his feet. Cook was on the ground. He got up and tackled him instantaneously. And he ran straight to the referee to apologise to you know try and cover himself. As I was watching it live, I called it straight away, 10 in the bin. That's a professional foul. However, the referee didn't agree. When we got the penalty, I was happy. Game's on. Obviously, Moses hit hit the post and, you know, Parra weren't expecting it. See us get the ball and run down the field and score a try. I know it changed the whole ball game, but he nailed four from the sideline to keep us in the game Mm -hmm. as well. So, which way do you look at it?
1: I do agree. You can't fully blame because, like you said, he's kicked four from the sideline. But in saying that, you just can't miss kicks like that, mate, in first grade rugby league. That is terrible, mate. Terrible. And he once he missed that kick, mate, Souths were just coming. And like you're saying with that, it could have gone 50-50 with turning in the bin there, mate. If he did get sent, I wouldn't have been blowing up. Like you said, it, it was a professional foul. But um, if you have a look, like I said, it was instantaneously. So the ref could have taken it any way he wanted to. Uh, lucky for Souths, penalty. Uh, but, yeah, it could have gone any way.
0: Yeah, big call in the game. Parramatta. You know, tried to grind out a win. They were throwing passes. Dylan Brown obviously threw an intercept there for the, for the bunnies. And, you know, they were trying. They were trying the eels. Uh, I was really heartbroken, mate, obviously finishing third. The most disappointing thing for me as was we're in front by 10 at halftime. If you're in front by 10 at half time in any game, you know, let alone a, a, a semifinal, you shouldn't get run down and get beat by 20. Like that for me hurt the most. The Rabbitohs running in 30 points in the second half. We all know the Bunnies are second-half specialists where they score their points. But for me, they should never have scored those points, that amount of points in the second half. Parramatta's defence was really disappointing. A lot of holes broken up. And you could see the heads went down when Moses did miss the kick. And I agree with you. At that level, and his goal kick, and he's actually a pretty good goal kicker, his percentage is actually really good, he should never have missed that kick.
1: No, 100%, mate. But um, we are talking about last week, mate. I, I think, you know, Brad Arthur, give him another year. And Moses, mate, if they don't produce something next year, mate, to me, you've got to move on from them, mate. It's all right to run fifth and fourth and third and that, but you play to win the comp, mate. And how long's Arthur been in charge now, mate?
0: Seven years.
1: In saying that, mate, if they don't produce something next year, mate, you know, where they're in the GF, you've got to move on from him, mate. You know, he's got his team, what he's wanted, mate. Um, it's a big clear out at Parra. I think it's like 11 players you've let go. 11 uh, Yeah, 11 players, mate, you've let go. So massive clear out, uh, massive year next year for the Parramatta Eels.
0: I was looking at the review of Parramatta and wondering where do we go from here? Obviously, you know, the last four years, Para finished in the top four in 2017. 2018, we got the wooden spoon. 2019, we got back in the four. 2020, we finished third. It's been a couple of good years there for Parramatta but we've been out in straight sets so the second week of the finals Parramatta's gone. For me it's really disappointing as as you said you need to win the Premiership. I don't think running around doing extra laps in training and doing you know extra runs or passing or doing more drills is gonna win Parramatta or a Premiership. It has to be more. They have to come up with new ideas they have to come up with new plays they have to come up with new strategies. I think Paris defence was really good at the start of the year. I thought they worked on their defence and, you know, at one stage we were the best defensive team in the competition. They slackened off it quite a lot. I want to get that mateship back. I, I, losing 11 players, as they must have something up their sleeve. Parramatta must be trying to buy players. 11 players, is huge. Yeah. Probably
1: throwing Jennings there as well, mate. Um, surely they'll let him go.
0: Yeah, I was really surprised about Michael Jennings, mate. Obviously on game day and the news broke out that Michael Jennings was done with formants enhancing drug in his system that they recorded. I I just don't know about Michael Jennings. I don't know him personally, obviously, but his character, I mean, the guy's done everything in the game. He's won origins. He's won premierships. He's played for Australia. I don't know at 32 or 33, however old he is. I don't know why he would want to do that, whether he got the wrong advice from, you know, someone else, trainers or medical advice or whatever. I don't know if that would actually be in his character. So He'd be fighting it, mate. I know he'd be fighting it and to clear his name because you, you wouldn't want to be called a drug cheat. Um, and especially for him being a family man and, you know, really doing well there at Parramatta. He's just re-signed for another two years. He played his probably his best season. He's played at the Eels this year. So really, really hard to take actually that as. And do you really think that would have upset the team on game day? Um, especially mm. having already Sevo and Ferguson
1: out? No, I, I, I don't think so, mate. You know, he's an ageing centre. Don't get me wrong, but he's had one of his best years in about five years, Michael Jennings. Could it be put down to the Persian rugs? Who knows, mate? You know, it'll play out, mate. And he'll still get his money because, you know, it'll probably take a year before everything comes out, mate. So he's still going to get paid uh, while he's uh, an innocent man going to trial. So who knows where they go from here. If I was paramount, I'd just be moving on, mate. You've got younger blokes and younger centres to to go to that you can throw in there, mate. What's worrying for Parramatta for me, Hobbs? You might have peaked too early, mate. Like you said, at the start of the year, how good did you look? Um, and that defence was, you know, insane at the start of the year. It, it was crazy defence, mate. And you just never, you know, found that defence again, mate. And that will, that's what worrying for me too, in a way. You just don't know what happened there with, you, with your defence, mate. It just, it just wasn't the same as the start of the year.
0: But you need to peak towards the end of the season, you know, to just make the finals. Once the final starts, a whole new competition. My six-year-old actually asked me, Dad, where do the Eels finish? Who finishes first? Are the Eels first? Are Storm first? I said to him, mate, it's finals football. It's a whole new competition.
1: 100% what you're saying too, mate. You know, finals football is just totally different. And, you know, people that are not sure about rugby league, if your team finishes second or third, it doesn't really mean much, mate, because, you know, when they've got to play fifth or sixth or something like that, uh, the upset could be on, mate, because if that team's firing on that certain date, um, you know, you're in for a world of pain. You're in a bit of trouble. So, yeah, I mean, anything can happen, mate. We've got some crackers coming up. Uh, in saying that with South, mate, with Parramatta, how good did Adam Reynolds and Cookie look? Uh, they tried to shut down Cody Walker. He still had a good game, mate. And, um, you know, that team is, is starting to, you know, fire, fire big time in an attack. I think Souths are a massive hope this week if they can just probably find a bit of defense because Penrith is relentless in attack, mate, and they'll just keep coming. And if Souths can, uh, you know, find a bit of defense there, their attack can score some points against Penrith. So we're in for a cracker of a game this week. So good.
0: All right, Az. So we went around the grounds this week. We thought we would ask the people on the street about their thoughts on who would win the. 2020 NRL Premiership. So, mate, we, we had a little bit of fun with this. Let's sit back and let's listen to these comments and then we'll share our thoughts on this at the end.
1: G'day, ladies and gentlemen. It's Az here from Hobes and Az, and we're in the Sydney suburb of Auburn to hit the people up to see who is going to win the 2020 NRL Premiership. Who's winning the 2020 NRL Premiership? Oh, mate, definitely Melbourne, mate. Matty? Who's winning the 2020 NRL Premiership? Yeah, g'day, Az. Look, mate, I'm thinking Penrith. My reasons for Penrith are that uh, Penrith have been building towards this. I'm a big fan of teams that build towards premierships. So, you know, you look at their last few years, their performances. You know, they they had a a top eight performance uh, finish last year and before that. So I feel like they've been building towards this uh, sort of top four finish and then onto a grand final. I really think it's uh, it's the way to win a premiership. Look, I know Melbourne have been up there for a while. I do think it'll be Penrith-Melbourne grand final, but I do think it's Penrith's time.
0: I'm thinking Penrith, they're in the click now and they've been together for a bit, so good on them. It's got to be the Penny Panthers. Uh, Camera. Definitely Penrith, too too young and the boys are from Dubbo, so I have to support them.
1: The Raiders. 80% rubber. Wait, what? Yeah, Melbourne Storm uh, will go through and win it this year, but in saying that, both times that Panthers have won the minor premiership, in 03 and I think it was 91 they went on um, to win it.
0: I believe it will be South Sydney Rabbitohs only because they have the best looking side. <laughs> I think for the 2020 grand final it's going to be Storm versus Panthers. They're my team I have to pick them I think they can beat the Raiders next week and take the trophy back to Melbourne. I think it has to be the Panthers. Hey Hobes and Az, love the show. Well, I might be new to the game, but I've done my research and my pick for the NRL Premiership is the Panthers. They've got great defence, they attack from everywhere and they've been consistent all season. But really for me, when I see that team, they're a bunch of big units and they sure do rock a mullet. I'm a passionate South Sydney Rabbitohs supporter. My heart is saying the Rabbitohs, My head is the Panthers or the Storm. I don't think the Raiders have the cattle to make it. I am going to say the Melbourne Storm. For me, you cannot come past Cameron Smith at hooker. The spine is amazing. Pappenhausen at full back and Cameron Munster's the key at 5'8". If his knee holds up, um, I can see them beating the Raiders quite easy and knocking off the Panthers next week because they have too much experience been there before and I'm going to be sick of the Storm winning another grand final. So that's my prediction for 2020 grand final. Melbourne Storm like the best coach in the game and Cameron Smith is the G-O-A-T. What do you think of that, As?
1: Yeah, I, I disagree on Melbourne winning the comp, mate. I think the winner comes out of the South Penrith game. Whoever wins that wins the comp for mine, mate. Penrith is the team to beat. Don't get me wrong, but they are the team to beat, mate. You've seen them be slapped in the face by the Roosters. They just keep coming for you, mate. No matter how much they're down, they'll just keep coming. Um, but he's saying that if South South need to hold the ball, mate, like he's saying, fundamental errors. Agreed, 100. percent If they, you know, drop ball, forward pass, just make stupid mistakes, they might be in for a bit of trouble because, like I said, yeah, Penrith just keep coming. But if South hold the ball, mate, and uh, you know, Katie Walker, Adam Reynolds, and Cookie just feed off their the front rows and back rows that have come from nowhere. You know, if they feed off them, mate, South can put points on Penrith. Don't you worry about that,
0: Melbourne Storm. If Melbourne Storm win the premiership as, does Cameron Smith retire?
1: Yeah, I think he does, mate. Cameron Smith is the Melbourne Storm.
0: Yeah, I I agree with you. Interesting points there. The Panthers, 91 and 2003, when they won the minor premiers, that they actually went on to win the grand final.
1: 100%, mate. If you believe in omens and that sort of stuff, that is an omen. Also, a big big omen is if uh, Penrith make the grand final, Nathan Cleary plays his 100th NRL game. So, uh, there are massive, you know, things around the Penrith Panthers if they make the grand final. The first game is
0: the Melbourne Storm versus the Canberra Raiders. Who wins?
1: Melbourne Storm for my mate, too clinical. They've shown it for for how many years now, mate? You know, the, the, the greats leave and they're still the same, mate. They find monsters, they find, you know, all sorts of different Pappenhausens, everything, mate. They just find them from anywhere and they just turn into great players, mate. And they're too clinical, mate. And Cameron Smith's still there. He's steering the ship, mate. And, you know, you got your forwards, your Kenny Bromiches and your Nelson, our Solomon Solomonas, mate. They just, they just don't stop, mate. They've been there. They've done it all before, mate. So I expect Melbourne to win. I don't know how by how much, mate, uh, because you don't know what sort of Canberra Raiders team will turn up. The way Jack Whiten's playing, but, you know, he, he'll take it to Melbourne. I uh, love Jack White when he's running the ball, mate. He's so good. Such a good player, Jack White, mate. And, but you expect Melbourne to get over him, mate. There's no doubt about that.
0: Yeah, I'm with you here. The Melbourne Storm, uh, absolute specials this week. They will beat Canberra and they'll win well. Uh, they haven't lost a game all year in Queensland. They've just put them all back to back. They've just dominated up there, especially being away from Victoria. What a team to just keep them up in outside the the restrictions that they've had, and to you know, be away from their families, but just to keep performing on the weekend has to come through with the culture. And Craig Bellamy's done a remarkable job there. I know Jack Whiten's playing out of his skin. Josh Papali played a great game on the weekend, and I, I just don't see where the points are going to come from against this Melbourne Storm defence. So I think Melbourne Storm win. I think they hold Canberra to minimal points.
1: I don't know how they're going to contain Melbourne, mate, because as soon as someone makes a break, no matter who it is, Munster, you know, Jerome Hughes, anyone, there's always the fox up there, mate, on the left. And then you've got Pappenhausen as well, mate. So, uh, throwing Vunavalu as well, mate. So, (laughs) good luck to Canberra because I think they'll need it.
0: Saturday night, up there in Penrith. So, they're playing this game at ANZ Stadium. The Penrith Panthers against the South Sydney Rabbitohs. Who
1: wins? I am so torn, mate. You know, like I said, yeah, I can smell the smoke. And this green and red fire is, is, you know, billowing. But it, it's hard to tip against Penrith, mate. It really is. 17 straight, I think it is. I always believe you probably need a loss before you get that GF. A lot of people don't, mate. It's just my opinion. I just can't see but Penrith are being beaten, mate. Like I said, whoever wins this game for mine wins the comp, mate. So I'm tipping Penrith. Well, for me, as I think the Rabbitohs are absolutely
0: going to beat the Penrith Panthers. They're at ANZ Stadium, South Sydney's home ground. The fans are going to roll in there. I'm telling you now, the fans will roll in there will be red and green sea everywhere. I believe Penrith's had the best year. They've, this will be their 17th win if they win this week. So they've won 16 in a row. I am with you all the way. We've been talking about it a while. We think, I thought Penrith should have had a loss before the finals. I don't, I'd never thought that they could keep going on the way they have. So they've played a remarkable season for the Penrith Panthers. I think this week off, it will hurt them as. I think having the week off rest... They've won 15, 16 in a row. So every week they've performed. So they win on the weekend. They rock up on Monday morning to the training. They're there. They've won the weekend. They're ready to go. They're ready for the training. They do the drills, do their sets, ready for the next week. It's easy to do that when you're winning, and it happens because it's weekly. Having the week off, having the rest. They played on a Friday night. They're now going to play on a Saturday two weeks later. So it's like a 15-day rest. I don't know how Penrith Panthers can get up to this game. South Sydney are absolutely flying. They're on fire. I really think that week off could hurt the Penrith Panthers. It's proven in the past. Parramatta and Dragons in 2005, best two teams all year. Parramatta and Dragons got the week off. They finished first and second. Tigers come out on the Friday night and beat Dragons. They smoked them. Parramatta and and the Cowboys played on the Saturday. Cowboys won 29-0. Now we have a Cowboys and Tigers grand final. It's happened before having the week off. It doesn't always work. I believe the Panthers will lose this week against South Sydney. Incredible year by the Penrith Panthers. I hope I'm wrong. I hope the Penrith Panthers do make the grand final. I'd love to see them win it. But for me, I think it's glory, glory to South Sydney.
1: Yeah, in in saying that too, massive loss. Billyoni kick out. He's out. Kirk Catewell comes in. You know, he's a decent pickup. Remember, he's a Queenslander. Uh, he's a going great guns. a lot of stock Queensland. <laughs> awesome. Um, anyway, buff <laughs> from that, mate. Yeah, he's a massive loss. Billyoni kick out. How good is he? What a machine. Like I said, the, the only thing that worries me South, mate, is that Pemris going to keep coming, mate. It's relentless attack. I haven't seen that defense from South, mate. You know that that defense from South that will just Lock them out, keep them out. I haven't seen that, mate, and that's the only thing that worries me. If South hold the ball, mate, they're they're a massive shot. Don't get me wrong, but I need to see defence from South to be a hope in this game.
0: Well, as the Rabbitohs have shown that they score points, mate. They put sixty on the Roosters three weeks ago. They put forty-six on Newcastle the week later. They put thirty-eight on Parramatta last week. The Bunnies can score points, and they know they can score points. So the Panthers, as we know, they've been playing good football. They know how to score points as well. I think this game's going to be a high-scoring game. I don't think defence will win this game. I think it'll be attack. It'll be how many points you can score over your opponent. The Bunnies will score the points, and I don't think they'll be worried about their defence because they know they can score the tries. So I'm absolutely excited for this game on Saturday night. I can't wait to watch it. I think it's a flip of the coin. But I'm cheering for the bunnies.
1: Mark my words, Abe. Whoever wins this game wins the comp, mate.
0: Well, I think this week it actually probably would be a grand final for these two teams. Melbourne Storm, I don't think, was going to have a tough game against Canberra. So I'm a big believer that this week, South versus Penrith will be like their grand final. And Melbourne Storm will kick on and win the whole, whole
1: thing. Just a quick question, mate, for you. If Penrith go on to win this game and then go on to win the grand final, do they go down? One of the great teams.
0: Absolutely. I mean, you have to. I mean, you've won 18 in a row. If they're going to keep going, they're going to win 18 in a row. You have to say that that Penrith team gelled together. The good thing for a lot of these Panthers is they played their juniors together. Cleary, Lulawise, Crichton, they're all they've all played. They've all come through the ranks together, so they know each other's game. I'm excited, as I really think this Penrith team have got a lot to throw at the bunnies. But I think the experience of Damian Cook and Adam Reynolds and Cody Walker and honestly, if Latrell Mitchell was playing fullback, I'd say the bunnies have to be the favourites. The experience shows me the big game players step up. We all know that. Although Corey Allen has had an absolute cracking year, he's filled in for Latrell remarkably and done, done his job unbelievably. But I think South just... Wayne Bennett, mate. What else can we say? The guy's an absolute genius. He knows the game of rugby league. He'll, he'll get South up and I'm surprised with all these South Sydney supporters or so-called South Sydney supporters have written their team off.
1: Yeah. What's going on? Totally agree with you, mate. Totally agree with you. You wouldn't think, you know, a few weeks back, a few weeks back when they lost to the, the Bulldogs, mate, like, yeah, what's doing with South? They're gone. And mate, just like flipped the switch and said, no, we're not gone, you know, and just, Put all their cards on the table, mate, and just going bang, 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 rattled off, win after win. and impressive, mate. And like I said, it's all Adam Reynolds, Cody Walker, and Cook and the unnamed forwards that are just pushing forward, mate. And it's just – it's it's unbelievable, really, mate. Unbelievable. That, that, yeah, talk about spines. That is so da- – those halves, mate, unbelievable. Very, very, very dangerous. And as you saw last week, Adam Reynolds, he's getting on, mate, and, you know, he's only a small bloke, and he's getting the little little legs to run, you know, break the line. And, uh, you know, that, that break he did last week, mate, I think uh, he shrugged off little Sean Lane was on the inside. But he just, he, he saw he was tired, mate, you know, and it was a lazy tackle from Sean Lane. And, you know, as soon as he was through, mate, bang. Corey Allen's backing up on the inside, then on to Cam Murray to go under the sticks, mate. It was it was great to see, mate. He took the line on and just, you know, spotted the lazy defender and went straight through.
0: Yeah, it's going to be a great week of football again. Another cracking two games. I'm excited as next week we'll talk about some Cracking grand finals that's that's been out in the past and another big week in rugby league. And mate, here we go again.
1: Awesome, mate. Really looking forward to this weekend. The GF up next week. How good.
0: All right, everyone. Well, that's a wrap of Hobes and As for another episode. And we thank you for all the comments and all the participation that we've had and all those people that helped us with the around the grounds. We're really thankful for you and uh, we look forward to this weekend. Stay tuned. And, uh, yeah, have fun.
1: Thanks for listening, everyone. Enjoy your weekend. Enjoy your football.